Alright, welcome everyone to the very first Weekly Fantasy Focus or WF Squared Podcast. I am your host. My name is Avi Doobie and I will be here for a very long time, not only today, not only next week, but as long as I'm alive and well, I'll be here to bring you a brand new episode every single week. We're going to have weekly content every single week. Yes, you heard that right. I'm going to say it one more time every single week. Um, always expect an occasional guest appearance. We're going to have lots of guests on the show. We're going to have athletes, other analysts and such. But um, we're really going to get into the fantasy world. We're going to talk about a lot of fantasy football. We're going to be really in-depth on daily fantasy football. Um, we're going to be really in-depth on ESPN, long-term teams, fantasy football. We're going to be in on some dynasty fantasy football and some fantasy basketball too as well. We're not going to sleep on fantasy basketball. Um, daily fantasy basketball, we're still working on it. We're going to get there, though, soon, um, and we're just going to, today, we're simply just going to touch on some fantasy basketball things as basketball season is in full swing. Let's get into some fantasy basketball discussions. First, I'm going to talk about position leaders. Uh, I'm going to look over some of the biggest positions, some biggest producers. Um, right now, Luka Doncic atop the boards. He was a, never picked first, but he is the number one point guard. We saw LeBron James get picked in front of him. We even saw Steph Curry get picked in front of him. Luka Doncic is the guy. He is playing extremely well right now. Um, he is that guy. He's a point guard small forward listed in ESPN. He's really playing up to par, averaging 54 fantasy points a night. He is the star of the Dallas Mavericks. If you look at his game log, he scored 90 points against Denver. 90 fantasy points. That is wild. That is crazy. Luka Doncic, he's an untouchable and he's the league winner as well. I'm going to scroll down the list a little bit. Somebody that I've been high on for the last three years of fantasy basketball. Somebody that's been paying off finally by the name of Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is sixth in the position rank. He's averaging about 39 points. And here's why I like him so much. He's a multi-categorized stat pattern. Uh, he's going to get a certain little bit of points. Maybe not as much as a normal guard. But he's definitely going to make up for it with the assists, with the rebounds. His defense is ecstatic, um, and that's something that I kind of want at the point guard position. Somebody that can give me more than just points, or somebody that can give me more than just assists. Somebody that's way more multi-dimensional, not just one, uh, one-dimensional, two-dimensional, just scoring, just scoring and passing, just a distributor, something like that. So that's where Ben Simmons really shakes up the game. He really brings something different to the table. Um, he's a great player. Uh, I'm going to scroll down a little bit more. John Wall has been playing really well. He is 37th position ranked, but he has had some injury issues. I expect him to take off. He's going to get the workload kind of relaxed a little bit with Victor Oladipo in there. Christian Wood is healthy again as I speak. Um, and DeMarcus Cousins is really emerging as a great player, uh, showing signs of true form to who he once was. Um, and so I think John Wall is going to get the load eased off of him a little bit. With that being said, yes, the volume will be gone. But Wall is kind of the main focus. He is the main guy in Houston now that Harden is gone. Uh, averaging 33 points, not bad at all. But he's been having his nights. If you look at his game log, 40 points in New Orleans on the 30th. 35 points against Portland uh, with Dame Dollar covering him. So um, that that's some really good play. I'm going to scroll down to the very bottom of where I'm at, and I'm going to highlight 
three players that I think could break out. One's going to be Tyler Harrow. Tyler Harrow, um, he was hurt. He had a neck injury. He came back, scored 33 points in 32 minutes. That had a pretty difficult outing against Sacramento, 24 points in 40 minutes, and that is not ideal. We're talking fantasy points near here, not scoring points um, from the game. I think he's going to pick it up, though. Tyler Harrow's in a little bit of a slump to start this season, but we've seen him finish strong before, like he was finishing in the bubble last season. I'm expecting some big things to finish, and uh, he is a borderline waiver wire pickup right now, uh, 86% rostered for most of us that aren't in that big of a league. That's an opportunity to trade for him. That's an opportunity to maybe even pick him up. Or if you have him on your team, I would just hold him. Yeah, I mean, that's a nice bench spot to have, Tyler Harrow. You've always, you're always going to get that upside from Tyler. Um, the next person I'm going to point out, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball really burst on the scene fantasy-wise. He's massively improved his shooting. We've always known that he's been able to grab boards, get assists. We've known how much of an athletic prowess that he's had. Um, He's been playing really, really well this season. It's, we've seen the inconsistency, but that's not what we're what I'm worried about right now. What I'm worried about is the stat padding. Um, stat padding could really change the game, really change the fantasy game. He's adding extra to your point total. He's adding more and more and more. And um, really, my structure of fantasy basketball, you're going to pick your scores and you're going to pick your stat patterns. Uh, no better stat pattern. In a, in a guard position, he's got that flexibility, the Lonzo Ball. Great utility or even great guard position, um, guard flexibility. I love that pickup. I love that player right now. I think he's a little bit less rostered than Tyler Harrow. Yes, 81%, but he's on the rise. Two more percent added. And then last person I want to talk about, Darius Garland. I had this man on my watch list. I picked him up in the last round of all three of my drafts. He paid it off start the season he had a little bit of a shoulder problem but now he's back um coming up the shoulder problem he scored two nine point games not many points in terms of how many points he had shooting the ball and then against the lakers a tough team 19 points detroit um not that much of a tough team and new york not that much of a tough team really showing out so darius garland i think that's a really good pickup he's a great point guard to have on the squad um and uh, he really provides that scoring. We talk about stat padding. We talk about scoring. He's going to make the difference. Um, I'm going to move on to shooting guard now. Uh, be sure to talk to me about any questions. Leave them in the comments. Uh, if you have any questions about point guards, give me some names. Give me some uh, questions. Give me some ideas. Throw out some ideas of uh, point guards. What do you think is going to happen? We're going to get into predictions later today. Um, but talk to me. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, but on to the shooting guards, James Harden, he is balling, and that is to say the least, James Harden, what a player, even going to the Nets, we've, he's really shown that he can do it all, he can score, he has the ball in his hands in the biggest moments, um, he's really getting like 10, 15 assists a night, he's getting 10 rebounds a night, which we never really saw in Houston, so James Harden truly picking it up, showing how good he can really be. Uh, he is a great player, and he is listed, on, uh, listed as a point guard. You can classify him as a point guard in uh, ESPN Fantasy Basketball. But uh, I'm going to scroll down a little bit. One person I definitely do want to talk about, Chris Middleton, a top-five shooting guard. He is also a small forward, very flexible player, very flexible position. But my guy has been 
balling, shooting the ball lights out. The addition of Eric, or excuse me, the addition of Drew Holiday really sped spread the floor, gives them a third star, less focus on Middleton's scoring and perimeter threat. Um, that's really opened his game up. The addition of Drew Holiday rather than closed it. Uh, one more person that we're definitely going to highlight later today. Fred Van Vliet, 98% rostered. Nobody expected this man to play as well as he is right now. Fred Van Vliet is fourth in his posi- in his respective position rank. He's also considered a point guard in ESPN Fantasy Basketball. What a player he has been. He has shown that he can consistently score every night when he's given the ball. He's shown improvement from his last two seasons. They had the championship season. He was very, very clutch in the playoffs. He was making his shots. He made a lot of big-time shots, especially in the final game of the Raptors-Warriors finals. Um, and then he showed a little bit of improvement, but he definitely folded under the pressure of being of uh, of being put in the position to step up. Right now, this season, he's living up to it. Um, not somebody you would guess to be up to where he is right now. Um, props to whoever picked him. Props to whoever ended up with him on his team because that is a great pickup. Um, and I want to get into one more person in the shooting guard position. We're not going to go too in-depth. Uh, speaking of Marcus Smart, injured leg today. We're going to have to monitor that. But anyways, Karis LeVert, you might be thinking he just got a small mass on his kidney removed. Yes, Karis LeVert did get a small mass in his kidney removed. In timetable for his injury is eight weeks. So this is a very early notice, but I need you guys to pick him up whenever you feel comfortable to. Whenever you have that open roster spot, I need you to pick up Karis LeVert. This man is a stud. He is shooting lights out efficient. He's going to have a massively uploaded work uh, on the Indiana Pacers. He's going to have Sabonis to work with. He's going to have Turner to work with. Two posts that can set screens for him, get him open. He's a beautiful shot creator. His shots are going in now. He showed that his ability to score and his ability to stay on the floor and bring positive experience, uh, bring a positive gameplay to the team. I expect a lot of volume, um, and I expect him to live up to the volume in terms of efficiency as well. Uh, and so those are my position leaders right now for the shooting guard. We're going to quickly get into the small forward position. And uh, I see Giannis atop the boards, the consensus, number one pick. He is the number one position rank. He plays really, really well. The only thing that concerns me a bit with Giannis is the efficiency. But uh, it's there for the most part. Now I'm going to scroll down over here. I have a few interesting players that I'd like to go over. The first one is Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward uh, was a borderline wa- waiver wire pickup to start the season. Um, look at him now. Averaging 40 points per game. 40 fantasy points per game, I should say. He is the seventh position rank. He just recorded 27 points against a tough Milwaukee defense. Um, we see him showing signs of old form, um, showing signs of Utah Jazz form. Gordon Hayward, um, that's somebody that I wouldn't recommend trading for just yet. It's going to be a really hard trade for. Um, ideally, somebody that picked him up or somebody that drafted him later in those rounds is going to want to keep him. It's going to be kind of their hidden gem, their propeller. Um, and so Gordon Hayward. Um, you can expect a dip. I mean, we've seen Gordon Hayward go into shooting slumps before. Um, and we are still very early in the season. He could kind of cool down a little bit. And in that scenario, uh, in that case that he does, recommend scooping him up because we know Gordon Hayward 
his old form, his jazz form, was unmatched. Unstoppable score. Gordon, when he catches fire, cannot be stopped. And he's returning to that form right now in Charlotte. I'm going to scroll down a little bit more. This is probably my favorite forward in fantasy basketball. His name is Michael Porter Jr. Yes, Michael Porter Jr. You might be thinking he's the 30th position rank. Um, like, what's the what's the ide- ideology behind this? What's the thought behind this? Now, Michael Porter Jr. has been one on on my high list since the season started. Um, I think he's he was primed for an extreme breakout year. Uh, he's kind of took over that role for Gary Harris. Um, he's kind of become that number two, number three option. Uh, and teams focus in on Jamal Murray after that amazing bubble per- performance. They focus in on Nikola Jokic. Um, with his star power, and that they kind of leave Michael Porter Jr. in the dust. And uh, on a good night, he's shown that he can score the basketball against Dallas on the 25th of January. 51 fantasy points on 30 points uh, on the game, only 28 minutes. So he's shown that he can produce uh, even in low volume. He's an efficient player. He knows how to score the basketball. He's a forward. He can grab rebounds. I mean, people are saying this guy was going to be the number one pick in the draft. Coming out of high school, they're saying that he he could have even skipped college and gone and become the number one pick in the draft. Uh, instead, committing to Missouri, had a horrible back injury, ended up falling to 14. Great snag by the Denver Nuggets. And uh, they're building a beautiful young core down there. I expect some championships in the next 5, 10 years. Uh, and then they're gonna, there's going to be one more person that I'm going to discuss today. That man's name is Keldon Johnson now in my eight-team eight league. He is at the bottom of the list, really. But let me tell you guys, this guy, he's a little bit of a streaker, you know. He's got some really good games. He's got some really bad games. But 45 fantasy points on the 29th against Denver. When he gets the ball, when he has the opportunity to score, when the game plan is designed for him to get the ball, he is going to produce. It's just a matter of when when is that game plan going to be designed around him? You know, when are we going to start seeing some more of him? And he is a second-year player out of Kentucky, a great player. They thought of him as a project player. He is averaging 14.5 points per game this season on 30 minutes. So he is definitely getting the volume, and something that kind of goes unknown for Keldon Johnson, 7.5 rebounds. That is a lot of rebounds for Keldon. Um, Keldon Johnson is really getting rebounds, and that could be a difference maker. That's a beautiful flex position, and a small forward, I feel like, is really one position that you don't get much depth in here in fantasy basketball. Keldon Johnson could be a beautiful small forward depth bench piece for you, um, and I would recommend even picking him up. I know he's a free agent in a lot of leagues. Uh, right now, his owner percentage is only at about 75%, 25% available in ESPN Fantasy Basketball. Um, I feel like he's somebody definitely worth your bench spot, and uh, over like an over like an Andrew Wiggins, over like a Macau Bridges, somebody that's kind of there, um, not getting the volume, isn't producing consistently. I feel like, and uh, Keldon Johnson just brings more upside to that. And uh, with Popovich, can't go wrong. We're going to move on to the power forward position where we see our main forwards up here, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kevin Durant. Um, but there are a couple people that I am going to talk about. I am going to scroll down and Talk about some of the players that are borderline waiver wire pickups. And people that you can buy low on. Um, because that's what we're here for. But I'm going to start at the top. And I'm going to say LeBron James. He's the number one position rank 
in two of his three positions. Uh, he has three positions, point guard, small forward, power forward, and I can say for myself, that is huge that he can play the guard and the forward position. So uh, if you drafted him this season, he was a pretty low first-round tier pick. That was a great pick. That ended up becoming a great pick because he's shown that he can still play the game of basketball at a very efficient level. But talk about Kevin Durant, his scoring, uh, his efficiency. He's back to MD. He's showing that he's back to MVP form. Issue is we've had some load management nights. We've had some rest nights, and for that reason, um, I feel like he isn't really atop the boards. And I'm gonna scroll down a little bit here, and there's a little group of four people that I want to really tell you these are league winners, and if you can buy at a decent price. It's going to be a very high asking price. But these people, Christian Wood, I think that's kind of a boat that sailed. He is playing immaculate basketball right now. Averaging, averages about 45 points per game as a forward. He's really showing that he can take the load on and and uh, score consistently, efficiently, spread the floor. And he is somebody that the Rockets essentially run through in their offense. Uh, and then you got Zion Williamson, Zion Williamson, all, we see him, this is his first truly healthy season, he's averaging 24 points per game, 7.5 rebounds, um, and then you've got the defense, obviously, this is, this is a player that the offense completely runs through, Zion is running that Pelicans offense, it is his offense, you have Lonzo Ball in there facilitating Zion's offense, and I expect massive volume from Zion to end this season, going into next season, into the season after. Uh, this is a young player that you're trying to get even better. And uh, developing that shot could really propel him over the level. And then I've got DeMontis Sabonis. That is somebody that I traded for early in this season. I was looking for more depth. I actually traded LeBron James. But I feel like I won this trade, and here's why. DeMontis Sabonis, number three overall position rank. He is averaging 20 points per game and, and about 10, 12 rebounds per game. Uh, I, I've scouted him. I've watched him. This guy, he, this is this is a player that consistently gets his shots up. He is able to get that quick step. He he is consistent in the post. I have not seen him miss a single post shot when I watched the Indiana Pacers, given I did not watch the Indiana Pacers that much. But DeMontis Sabonis, a beautiful player, and trading LeBron James for him, Donovan Mitchell, and Christoph Porzingis. Now that Porzingis is back and playing extremely well, um, I feel like I definitely won that trade. This, this game of fantasy basketball is won by the depth. It's won by depth. And um, and uh, I felt like I got really good depth right there. I'm going to come down. I'm going to scroll really far down. I see Michael Porter Jr. in these middle rankings. But I'm going to scroll down here to the bottom. And I see P.J. Washington. He's a power forward slash center. He's the eighth position rank. I did pick P.J. Washington up in my uh, fantasy basketball leagues. Two out of the three, I should say. Um, and he has been an amazing post presence for the Charlotte Hornets. They have built an extremely young core. P.J. Washington adds so much to it. He brings that big-time post presence. Now, if you look at that team, you have LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, Devontae Graham. They're the really good, solid guard play that they need. And then they've got Gordon Hayward, their kind of go-to scorer. And then you got P.J. Washington in the post. Uh, he's manning that post, and he's manning it really well. If you look at the stats, P.J. Washington is averaging 13 points per game, which is expected. He has not come out as a scorer. Seven rebounds, three assists, one and a half block, one steal. I mean, he is really playing to par, and the best thing about P.J. 
uh, is that PJ is an efficient scorer. He's not going to lose you that many points off missed shots. So um, that's some, we've got some big-time play from PJ. Now I'm going to scroll up to the center. This is going to be our last position. Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Vucevic. These are just some names that I'm seeing right now. We do see some repeats of the power forward position. Um, I'm going to start with Nikola Vucevic, an interesting player. Number two position ranked. He did have an off game against the Clippers, only nine fantasy points. He's averaging 23 points, 10 rebounds. Now the Magic are picking their team up. They've drafted Cole Anthony, who's turning out to be a really nice young piece on that team. Um, obviously, Aaron Gordon is resurging. Speaking of, I have him on my fantasy team. He's a great player to have. Now, they're playing through Vucevic, and Vucevic has help. So, not, not the focus is not only on Vucevic. Now, there is focus elsewhere on the court, getting Vucevic more shots. And Vucevic is in his prime, and he's playing like he is in his prime. Beautiful, beautiful basketball. Almost cracked 1,000 fantasy points totally on the season. Averaging 45.5 points per game, per fantasy game. Oh, you can't go wrong with that. Uh, I'm going to scroll down a little bit more. I've got two more players. One, Jarrett Allen. He has shown that he can step up even with a crowded post post position in in, the, in Cleveland. Uh, he's shown that he can step up and play pretty well. He's averaging 12 points per game. We're not about the points here. Rebounds and blocks is where I'm really liking Jared Allen and uh, a possible Andre Drummond buyout, something like that. We're going to talk about that definitely a little bit later. Um, but Jared Allen, somebody that you should be looking at. Um, I'm going to scroll down a little bit more. And I've got two more players. James Wiseman. That's an interesting player because he is producing. He is producing stats, averaging 13 points per game, six rebounds, one and a half block. These are great splits, especially for a rookie center. But here is the thing. He is not getting the minutes. 21 minutes per, per night. And uh, this is somebody that I've been high on the whole season. And I still want to be so very badly. But James Wiseman is not going to cut it for you. Um, that should be in the waivers. Um, he should only be picked up if you're looking for a center. A play now center happens to have a game that night. And even then, I prefer this man that I'm about to talk about right here, DeMarcus Cousins. Um, he is an interesting play because it looks like he was he was kind of getting all the minutes. He was producing with all the minutes, even against Dallas. 28 points, 17 rebounds, 5 assists, 53 fantasy points. The next night, or in the next couple of nights, goes to Washington, plays the, plays the Wizards. 19 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, 5 steals. And block five seals. That is that. That's what got him to fifty-seven points. But now the minute share has gone back down with the resurgence of Christian Wood. So um, I would keep him on your bench for a little bit longer because he did produce. You don't know if Steven Silas wants to kind of incorporate him more. I would give it about another week and then back to the waivers. But uh, at this point, I would still prefer Demarcus Cousins over James Wiseman. So we covered a lot of information and through the positions. We analyzed every single position, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. But now I'm going to get in the waiver wire a little bit. I'm going to look at some of our options. Um, people that are borderline on teams, on teams just to play a game, then drops back down. So I'm going to look at some of these players and tell you and give you guys some analysis on players that should be picked up. Um, interesting, but 
For starters, I'm going to go to OG Ananubi. He's getting 35 minutes per game, and he is producing 14.6 points. Uh, this is an efficient player. He cannot shoot particularly well from the three. Um, he is getting inside. Um, he's averaging six rebounds, 1.6 assists, two steals. That is big time. Two steals is crazy, especially in fantasy. I mean, if you think about it, that's almost a free 10 points. That is almost a free 10 fantasy points. Um, And then half a block, limiting the turnovers. That's what we love to see. He does have a calf injury right now. He is marking, marked to miss his third straight game. But let me tell you, when he comes back, today is January 31st. When OG and Anubi returns, he's going to be a menace. He's going to be a game changer. He's a great flex slash forward spot um, when you need somebody to play a game, when you need those extra little bit of points to push you over the edge. This is your guy. Um, averaging 32 fantasy points per game, only 78% rostered. He is added 2% up to date. Um, OG and Anubi, somebody definitely should be on and off that waiver wire. Um, there should be a lot of activity surrounding OG. There should be a lot of people that are wanting to pick him up for the game, drop him. That's a great player to have. Um, now I'm going to look here. I see Derek Rose. And Derek Rose, this is somebody that I would like to monitor as well. He isn't getting the minutes, but here is why I'm telling, I'm saying Derek Rose. Derek Rose is on the trade block at the moment. He's on the NBA trade block, and it looks like the Lakers or the Clippers, um, a very big-time contender is going to go after Derek. And uh, in the situation that Derek does um, get traded to one of these powerhouse teams, I think that's an option for you to pick him up to test it out because that volume is might not be there, but that production is going to be there. He's going to be put – imagine being put from being placed in the Pistons and then going to a high-powered Lakers offense. High-powered Bucks offense, high-powered Clippers offense. Um, the production is going to go up. The point totals are going to go up. And 22 minutes per game this season, they're kind of holding him down. The age is getting to him. 14 points per game. That is really, really good. His per 36 numbers are looking beautiful. Um, Derrick Rose, though, he ha he does he is absent for a few games here and there. Averages 25 fantasy points per game, which is a little bit below average i would say but uh just that's more of a monitorial player just monitor him make sure in the event that there is a trade quickly pick him up you'll get the news on the trade it'll be a big deal um but i'm going to talk about one more player here his name is anthony edwards anthony edwards got his first start just this week um and he produced against golden state 43 fantasy points on 25 points four rebounds two assists three steals one thing about Anthony Edwards, he brings the defense. He will bring your defense. He's always got the defense on lock, and now he started his first game. You can expect more starts. He is getting up into that level. Um, and the Timberwolves are starting to go small. They're getting into small ball, and his first start, 15 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. The efficiency wasn't there, but he's a rookie, and we're going to have those nights. We're going to have those upside powered nights where he's going to get 50 60 fantasy points per game scoring 30 40 points in that basketball game and it's huge um it is huge for anthony edwards as a confidence booster as well listed as a shooting guard i think that's an amazing player um to keep eye on because if he catches fire i don't think he's coming back 
I think he's got that starting spot and he's going to run away with it. So uh, be very careful with that. Make sure to monitor that. And if anything, anything kind of pops up, if you get a little bit of a scare, if he starts to go wild, gets a couple games, two, three games, take the risk. This is a rookie, the number one pick. You don't know what's going to happen, you know. Uh, but I'm going to skip over to another Minnesota Timberwolf by the name of Jared Vanderbilt. This man came out of college as a defensive prototype, averaging only seven points per game, six rebounds, two assists. But he's getting a half, one and a half steals per game. He's really on his steal game, averaging 24 points, which is a little bit under, under what we would like. But here is why. He's the 23rd position rank, and he did not get particularly good amounts of playing time to start the season. His playing time went up and up and up. And he is showing why you should be in that roster scoring 24 fantasy points last game. A little bit of a down one, but 32, 35, 42, 34, 32. Um, he's really, really picked it up um, in the fantasy production world. And I love what he is bringing to the, uh, sorry, excuse me, to the Timberwolves. Just bringing so much, so much to the table. And, uh... For the Timberwolves, and I'm going to go ahead and wrap up our waiver wire section. Uh, right now, we're just kind of in a monitor mode. Only person I'd recommend picking up if you need him, if you need a player to play, that man is OG and Anubi. He's got all of the volume, 35 minutes per game, shooting 50% from the field, six rebounds, two steals. Two steals means so much in this fantasy basketball game. And uh, I think it's really crucial that you get some defenders on the team. We always focus on offense, some three-point shooters, some scorers, but uh, some stat patterns. But steals are overlooked. Steals can win championships. Defense wins championships in real basketball and fantasy basketball. And uh, now we're going to go ahead and get into some trade targets. Yes, some trade targets. I've got a couple of repeating names. Um... I've got a couple of repeating names that we talked about in positions and in waiver wire. Um, but I'm going to start with my first one. His name is Michael Porter Jr. Yes, we already talked about him. I expect him. He was gone for almost two, three weeks with COVID issues, COVID-19 protocols. Um, health, they call them health protocols. Um, he was out for three weeks, and that really brought his value down. And he, he has started to heat up. It might be a little bit too late, but you catch him. You catch an owner sleeping. One game, Michael Porter Jr., doesn't produce, that's the time to snag him because he is going to bring more and more consistency to the floor. You're going to get more and more volume. He's worked back in. Um, I'm expecting a lot from Michael Porter Jr. I have expected a lot from Michael Porter Jr. So far, he's filled up to my needs. I mean, he was my starting small forward starting the season. Um, and with those COVID-19 protocols, I did have to go out and get OG and Anubi like we already talked about. But Michael Porter Jr. is back in the lineup. I'm expecting a lot from him now. Um, he is an amazing player. Uh, he knows how to score the basketball, and his rebounding is just completely underrated. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., buy low. On a bad night, be sure try to buy low. I know some managers are going to be skeptical. You might have to overpay a little bit, but I think this player is worth the overpayment. Next up, we've got Jarrett Allen, and I did already talk about this too. There are many rumors that there are, Cleveland Cavaliers are going to buy out Andre Drummond, that they're going to trade him. There's a lot of speculation that he's actually going to go to the Nets and make a super-duper team. That is a whole other conversation in itself. But what I can tell you right now, if we take Andre Drummond out of the picture, it's the Jared Allen show. He's been producing even with Andre Drummond in the lineup. 
I can't wait to see what he does with Andre Drummond out of the lineup. He brings the defense, he brings the rebounds, and he's going to get you a solid 10 points per game on very efficient levels. So I love Jared Allen in this situation. Jared Allen is in the prime time to get to be traded for at this point in time. He has kind of uprisen his point fantasy points per game uh, statistics just a little bit. But I tell you what, it'll, it shouldn't be too hard to take him off another manager's hands considering the fact that he is on a new team. He's not even a starter. The minute share isn't really, really there. You can make that argument. Um, Jared Allen, great trade target. Uh, I'm going to go after the next person is Trey Young. Trey Young was a very, very highly touted player going into fantasy basketball drafts. He was picked in late first rounds, early second rounds in most of our drafts. Trey Young has not performed to such high speculations of how good he was expected to be. However, he is producing at massive volume, but the efficiency isn't there, and the efficiency is what is bringing him down. Trey Young has not, and, he, and for all we know, lots of uh, managers could be quite frustrated with Trey. He is still fifth in the fifth in the position rank. He has picked up his point totals um, in the last week, but we, we saw some big slumps from Trey, and uh, it feels like he isn't really playing that well. His efficiency definitely isn't there. He's got a way higher turnover margin, four point, averaging 4.1. 4, 4. Turnovers per game, and I feel like it shouldn't be too hard to take Trey Young off of somebody's hands. Obviously, you're gonna have to, you're you're gonna have to give up a little bit. Trey Young is Trey Young, um, and he is still a top five point guard, a top six fantasy basketball point guard, um. But I think you you have the opportunity to buy low, and he could really start to heat up. You can really start to show why he was a top ten or a top ten pick, you know, in fantasy basketball drafts. Not right now, obviously, but uh, I feel like he has the upside to heat up a lot more. Now, I'm going to talk about next person, Devin Booker. Devin Booker, he is currently injured right now. He is out. He has not played um, a vast amount of games, I should say. Booker has produced very efficiently. It's not about the efficiency with Booker. He has shot amazing. He shoots so well, but uh, right now... He has a hamstring injury. He's going to be sidelined this January 31st, as I'm reading. Uh, he's missed the last one, four, about to be five basketball games. And so Devin Booker could be somebody possibility to take um, some somebody possible, possibly on the trade block, especially if he's on a team that's in a win-now mode. As we're getting in the middle of the season, you can kind of tell where your team's headed, and uh, teams are going to be making trades. So um, Devin Booker. 20, he's averaging 23 points. He's getting the minute share. We know he's efficient. The turnover margin is up there a little bit, but uh, Booker has so much upside uh, on the Phoenix Suns. So much upside. Playing with Chris Paul, you thought the volume would go down. goes down just a little bit. Just a little bit. He is still playing phenomenally. And with the help of De uh, DeAndre Ayton, you know, and they've got so many different weapons now. It's really opening the door up for Devin Booker to get more looks, more shots, um, more, essentially, more points, if you think about it. Um, more, better. Devin Booker, that is a very, very, very good trade target right now. He's only, he's also a 22nd position rank. For somebody who's uh, probably picked in the second round or early third round of your draft, 22 is not going to cut it for that owner. So, um, use those 
negotiation tactics, I say. And our last person, another guard, Fred Van Vliet. Oh my goodness, Fred Van Vliet. What a season you've been having. Uh, fourth position ranked. He, in my, in my eight-team draft, he was drafted 48th overall. He's the second position rank. Excuse me. He's had a 57 fantasy point night. This man has been scoring at will. He is getting massive amounts of minutes, 37 minutes, 19.5 points per game. He's getting seven assists, five rebounds, five rebounds for a point guard of Fred Van Vliet. That is really, really good. 1.7 steals and his turnover margin. This is what makes him different from the rest. 1.7 turnovers per game compared to Trey Young's 4.1 compared to Devin Booker's 4.1. This man was picked rounds later, really showing really showing off his talent coming out of Wichita State. Um, he was a second-round pick. He's worked his way to the top, and he is playing phenomenal right now. It's going to be really hard, hard excuse me, to pry him out of another manager's hands, another team manager's hands, and uh, I don't blame him. I think this one's more of a, if you weren't paying attention, you're going to go after a, um, a manager who is not paying attention, essentially, who doesn't know that Fred Van Vliet is absolutely balling for him at the moment. Um, and so Fred Van Vliet, beautiful option, absolutely beautiful. Um, and the last person I'm going to kind of speculate on is Bradley Beal. There has been clear frustration on his part to the Washington Wizards, and I expect he's going to want a trade soon. And I do, and I do see the Sixers, the Warriors, the Pelicans, the Rockets, all as possible spots for Bradley Beal. And, um, I think that Bradley is going to get traded. I truly think it's going to get traded. The Wizards are not playing the part. They've really tried to build the team. It has failed. They have not been able to build a successful basketball team, and I think Bradley Beal wants out. Now, the Sixers and the Pelicans seem like the most viable spots for me. Um, he can be a star there. The Sixers can really be contenders. They are looking for that last piece still. And then the Pelicans. Um, that lineup would be dirty. Lonzo Ball. Bradley Beal, Zion, Steven Adams has been playing great this season. So I think I think Bradley Beal's going to, wherever he goes, he's still going to be a top five shooting guard. Uh, he's a great player. I'm just going to give that early heads up. I'm just going to be on your A game when it comes to Bradley Beal because if trade speculations start to heat up, if more people are looking, um, if it's looking more like he's going to get traded, I'd recommend trading for him before, trading for him in fantasy before the trade actually occurs because even if it doesn't occur, the volume that he's been getting on the Wizards is massive, absolutely massive. And hypothetically, if he doesn't get traded, um, if he's not going to get traded uh, at the trade deadline, he's going to play his butt off, show show how much value he really is worth, um, probably convince some teams with how good he's played to trade for him. So just a heads up on Bradley Beal, not somebody that I would recommend trading for just at this point, but keep your head, keep your head on the swivel for Bradley. Make sure you're still on your A game.